Justin and John of Weathered are meeting for a talk here at the Audio Feed Festival. Guys, thanks for coming to The Antidote. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Weathered is from St. Paul, Minnesota. I mean, that state has a really hot music scene. And I've met with several artists from there. But what kind of acceptance has Weathered found in that scene? Um, It's really, it's been a great scene for us because everybody is different musically and everybody is accepting of the different genres that people bring to the table so we have a lot of talent but there's a lot of differences which makes it very cool to be a part of we're just happy to be a part of that scene yeah uh we we weren't always in st paul we were in mankato for a little bit or you know starting out and uh found a lot of acceptance there and then again in the cities you know so it's cool like all around minnesota like there are these little niche scenes you know, in different small towns. Um, and I don't know, we feel a part of all of them, I think, and that's cool. Your Facebook band page makes it sound like forming the band was almost an accident. I mean, saying playing music one time and then carrying on. Sure. Uh, it kind of was. Uh, yeah. we, we met in college our first year, and he lived, like, a couple doors down, like, in our dorm. I think, like... We actually met in our computer class. We had to like send emails to three different people and ask questions or something. And we had like some shared interest. I think it was just like playing guitar or something. And yeah, from there we hung out and kept playing music together. So yeah, in in that respect, it was like an accident kind of. Yeah, we were both starting to be pastors and uh, this is like our second band, I guess yeah. you would say. So that we had a band like while we were in school, and this is kind of the second round of that, and we've just been playing music together ever since. And how different is the first band from the current band? Pretty different, but I think the difference is we're better and we're more mature. I think that those are the big, the big differences. We know what we like, we know what we want to play, we know what we want to sound like. I've found a lot of bands are heading back into emo, including Weathered. So is it just that you guys are trying to rejuvenate the 90s? Um, I would say that that's kind of the music I grew up listening to. So that's just kind of what I like, and I think that just shows. I don't think it's something we try to do. I think it's a cumulative effort from all of us, and all of us kind of grew up in that time period and listened to those bands, and those are some of our favorite bands and some of our favorite music. So that just happens for our music naturally. Have you found that, though, with other artists, finding them getting into emo? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I think a lot of people are, they just want to write realer music, and emo has that, I guess. Like, it's, yeah. it's a little more real than other genres it's known as being more honest I would yeah. yeah people who play music intentionally I guess try to bill it as being in an honest genre which I would agree with I think we just try to write what we know about and be honest with it so I think that's that's the point I was actually just teasing you guys about that because <laughs> I've always been an emo fan is it just that emo and alt rock best fits the message of what weather is putting across? I don't know. That's, that's, I've never really thought about that. So maybe, I guess. So we were just recently at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Being initiated into that, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe I someday. Wish. I, I wish. 
Um, there was this quote from Frank Zappa that was just on the wall, and it said, um, rock and roll was never meant to be conservative because it was this, uh, this exhibit that was about the whole movement against rock and roll, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting, and I think it does fit the message that we are trying to convey just about, um, our faith and how it differs kind of from society a little bit, you know, the way we, we want to live is not the way society tells you you should live. And I think that just rock and roll in its nature is a part of breaking away from society a little bit. Talking about that from mainstream aspect, Christian aspect, it became vehement, much more so than in the mainstream when rock yeah. and roll came yeah. in. And of course, Christianity adopted rock a lot later. Yeah, That was a real struggle for bands mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. But isn't it still a bit of a struggle now if you want to add a Christian label to your band name? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, if you want to break out into, like, different scenes, you almost have to drop that, that yeah. Christian label, well, which is weird to say. I think even us two, so we decided to be pastors. We, both of us come from a church body that is very conservative. And I think for a lot of our family members and friends who know us um, from growing up and everything, I think there's a slight negative connotation of us being in a band, and they don't understand exactly what that means. So I think we've experienced that negative aspect of it, but being here at AudioFeed and the, all the friends we've made has been so accepting. And I think very recently a lot of our friends and family are like coming to understand it more. The more we keep doing it, the more we keep putting it out there and sharing other bands and sharing our music, I think people understand that there's value there and that it's a cool community of people, that it's not a bad thing, it's a really positive and good thing. So, We gotta get into the songwriting of the band. Does one person take charge or is this a group effort? I think it depends on the song. Uh, there are definitely some songs that like John or I will bring to the table and it's pretty like obvious like this is what it's going to be like you know it's it's a simpler song or something um but other songs like it's very collaborative you know it's all four of us in a room together yeah. you know sweating it out for a few hours trying to figure out what we want to do with it yeah. um i feel like we're we're sometimes it takes us months to write some of these songs and other times it's like it's good after two days or something yeah. so it, there's there's no you know, cut and dry process for it. But I, w I would say on the whole, it's a very collaborative thing. Justin and I are, are the guitar players, so I think it's just natural for us to write the skeletons of the song. So what happens is usually he'll write something or I'll write something, we'll bring it to the table, then all, all of us will collaborate on it and figure out our parts and figure out song structure and all this stuff. And we'll each kind of add our own touch to it. Well, we were speaking a little bit earlier just about you guys going to be pastors through college and of course that Christian aspect really comes through but I'm sure that you're playing for non-Christians too are they accepting of what you're trying to say? I think so uh, I've never heard anything bad about the Christian side of it like we don't we don't necessarily label ourselves a Christian band you know but like I feel like the content makes it kind of obvious that's evident, who yeah. we are yeah, I don't, we've never really had any bad experiences with people being um, obviously against what we're saying. 
But like Justin said, we're, we don't label ourselves as a Christian band. I think we the way we like to talk about it is we're just four people making music and what comes out is our world experience from the Christian point of view. So I think that's really what comes through because we have songs that maybe don't have any Christian value in them at all. And then there are songs that I think do. So maybe that's part of the reason we haven't seen any negative things. Is we have songs that people, if they don't feel compelled by Christian values, there's there's some songs they can latch on to. And I think that's also a good thing too from the point of spreading the gospel is because we do have this tie to both sides a little bit. And maybe people will be intrigued by something they can right away resonate with and then be pulled into some of our deeper music which has a bigger message. A lot of bands where they have a softer style, they really dial it up for a live show. What happens during a weathered show? Are you guys getting the huge mosh pit forming in front of you? No, not not even a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, people don't normally like get physically active during our sets but I think it's like it's because they're enjoying what they're listening to and they're just like being pulled into it I don't know like people are obviously enjoying it otherwise they wouldn't be there I think I think we don't have the active like mosh pits we do have like people staying there you know doing the head bob rocking back and forth and like intently watching which in some ways I find like cooler I think if people are like really watching what you're doing they are very very intrigued and I think that's cool I don't know I take that as a compliment and it's just fun to do it we definitely like to have fun when we play live we move around and uh, we smile at each other yeah (laughs) yeah we we like to have chemistry with each other you know we like to really feel it like the four of us you know when we're playing so yeah like our set it's like I don't know. I, I tend to just zone out and think it's just the four of us playing to each other. And we don't... One big thing is that we, we don't really take any breaks. Part of the reason is because we are terrible at talking to people. Very <laughs> so, Which is why we're doing an interview. Exactly, yeah. This is just this is great for us. Um, yeah, so we just like figured, well, let's do what we're best at and let's just keep playing music. And that's what we do. So we just keep it rolling. Well, there's, there, I think there's some parts in our songs, because we have a lot of dynamic swings, and there's some parts where it drops out and it's just like a really low guitar part and vocal, and when we get to that part, if we can hear nothing, that's how we know we, like, we've kind of captured yeah. the attention. Yeah, definitely. Like, when that happens and you can't hear anybody talking over us or anything like that, like, it's a very cool feeling. Weathered released Misnomer in April, and it has an ongoing theme, struggling with the faults that we've created for ourselves. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, uh, faults we've created for ourselves. I think um, one of the best examples of that is Thief is a good one, I think, um, lyrically. That one's just about knowing, knowing that we have the grace of God, but also always falling into the trap. We're just falling back into the same old thing and just losing sight a lot which we as humans do constantly. And um, Unraveled, the shorter one on the EP, is kind of about that too. It's just about focusing on things we, are, we sh- probably shouldn't be and, and losing sight of the focus on Christ. Yeah. yeah, back to Thief. Something that I was getting out of it was just about us being self-centered and selfish. 
you know, never breaking away from the things that bind us. You know, but all of us almost seem to enjoy being that way. Yeah. So how do you change? <laughs> uh, I think it was Martin Luther who said it. Um, daily contrition, repentance. I think that's what it is, a day-to-day thing. You know, you have to daily drown your old Adam and at the same time drown yourself in the Word of God. I think that's the only way. There's no way we can ever be perfect. You know, that's not going to happen. It's a constant thing. The devil never stops working, and he knows if if selfishness is something you struggle with, that's what he's going to focus really hard on to get you to fall into. And it's a daily thing. It's, It's giving yourself up to God every day. We're talking about how seeking repentance can change you. How does a non-Christian handle that? Like relate to that? Right. Um, I think, I think everybody likes to be selfish to a point be, that, where they're not realizing they're being selfish. But I don't think anybody likes to be told that they're selfish, or once they realize they're being selfish, they don't like that about themselves. So I think even if you're not Christian, you can relate to that because if you're, if you are being selfish, that means you're probably failing in relationships with people you care about, and you're letting things slip through the cracks and there's probably a better way to live. And I think that even if you don't um, believe that Jesus is your savior, I think there's still some, uh, that still resonates with you in, in some way. Back to when I was speaking about the struggles that we put ourselves through. I mean, I certainly find that coming through on your opening song, Better For Me. Can you walk us through the song? Yeah, uh, specifically that that song's about sexual sins. We have a lot of like temptations around us, especially like when we're younger, and like that's like a difficult thing that I've been struggling with. So that's what that's about. I guess yeah, like the opening lines are "I need you out of my head and out of my bed," and I think um, it's I think it's just expelling something that's causing you to sin and that's what that's all about is identifying an area in your life that is a real problem for you and taking that to God like every day you have to do that so and there being young there's all these things put in front of you temptations in every direction and that's what that's about and then the end line really ties into that I'm yelling just cut them off in reference to where um, I think, I think it's Jesus who said if, if your hand sins against you, just cut it off. And we'd be better if parts of our body sin if we just don't have them. Yeah, like you're, if your eye causes yeah. you to sin, you know, yeah. cut it out. Yeah. Metaphorically. It's, it's a metaphor, yeah. definitely. But yeah, like, I definitely feel that way. Like, what in my life am I doing that's, like, causing me to sin? Like, where am I going in my life? Do I hang around with the wrong people too much? You know, are they causing me to sin? Do I need to hang around better people? Yeah. You know, stuff or, like yeah. that. What am I reading? What am I watching? What am I listening to? Everything. Is it beneficial? That's the main thing. Is it beneficial to your faith and to your growing? If not, then why, why do you do it? The EP is titled Misnomer. Why? We have a lot of discussion on the name. So we, we have an EP previous to this called alternative translation and the vibe and topics are slightly similar and album artwork and all that stuff so they kind of tie together honestly i don't remember why we call it misnomer i i don't i know there are a few different reasons the reason i've been thinking in my head is like 
when I call myself a Christian, is that a misnomer? You know what I mean? That's, that's how I've been looking at it. But that's not the only way you could look at it. Yeah. It was called something else up until like two days before we released it. And then we were like, uh, let's change it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think also that maybe the name of your release misnomer could also fit weathered. I mean, sure, you guys aren't that young, but you're not really weathered. No, no, definitely not. And as far as the name goes, it's like, it's tough because if, if you don't know, it's the name of a Creed album, which we're not named after. Every time you say it to somebody and they ask your band name, you have to say it like four times because they think wither or wet, withered or weather or wizard or something. Yeah. So it's really tough. But to me, it comes from the fact that all of us no matter where you come from, um, everybody's weathered in some sort of way, and I think that's just sin. And that's kind of how that came to be. Weathered has been here at Audio Feed. You've said you've already done some tour dates. What's the plan for the rest of the summer? Um, we, in August, we're going to record a full-length record, and after that we're going to tour West Coast and South a little bit, and the East Coast, I think, before the year's up. John's getting married in September. Yeah. I'm waiting for the wedding invitation. All right, it's a small wedding, so you're a wonderful guy, but we just met. These things take time. We've been here with Justin and John of Weather. Guys, thanks so much for coming and talking with The Antidote. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it was great, uh, great talking with you, so thank you.